Hey there, welcome to Cold Turkey Podcast. This week I'm with Kim. Kim has uh, created uh, a branding, actually, kind of a movement called Sober is the New Cool. You can actually find her on Facebook and Instagram uh, with Sober is the New Cool. And um, she's uh, she's an interesting character. The way that she uh, came to become sober is quite fascinating and uh, and inspiring, quite actually. And uh, we had great we had a great talk, and it was. Um, it was it was fantastic. I loved it. Um, last thing before I leave you to Kim, um, just letting you know that you know you can share the podcast, let the podcast known to friends, family. Um, you can subscribe to both the Instagram and Facebook page of the Cold Turkey Podcast. And without further ado, here's Kim. Enjoy. <music> Kim, how are you doing? Great. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, first thing first, uh, I usually ask the same questions in the past few months, which is uh, the first question would be, in what area are you in the world? And um, how is the pandemic going for you? Well, the pandemic has uh, changed um, Sober is the new cool for the better for us, only because we've had a lot more um, inquiries online and we've gotten to um, meet people. And I think because um, there's a lot of uh, direct messaging, people are more honest and it's made people a little more comfortable to share at the beginning. So we've gotten closer quicker. So I think it's, it's, you know, there's been some up and downs for some people, obviously, uh, with recovery, um, some making mistakes, some, you know, just getting through a night. So, uh, but all in all, I think we've, uh, we've accomplished quite a lot in the last little while. And in terms of, uh, and what regions are, what region are you? I'm in Montreal, Quebec. Oh, okay. And is, um, Wow. Okay. So you're right next to me. You're a few minutes from, uh, from me. Uh, <laughs> the question is, um, what have you seen as the impact? Like I, I, I've, I've talked to a lot of people that have found it, um, quite tough, especially when they've been and, and myself the same, you know, like, especially when we've, we've been used to hugging people, getting close to people, really like the, the proximity and the human contact. And then all of a sudden this gets cut off and you have to attend a zoom meeting. And, you know, like, have you, have you seen like a backlash of being confined in terms of people both keeping sane and, and their sobriety as, as well? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Not just the, the, uh, I think it's that the the everyday scheduling, uh, everything being upside down, uh, the uncertainty of what's going on. Will they have a job? Will they not have a job? Uh, a lot of people I feel in sobriety uh, really do well when there's scheduled scheduled for work, scheduled for workouts, scheduled for uh, going out uh, with their friends, and now all of a sudden. It's, you know, from 
being not able to go out, not being able to go to a restaurant and things opening and things closing. I think the uncertainty has been the hardest thing for most people that I speak with. And would you say that they, they've become more fragile because of that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Very, extremely fragile because I think that um, since they've been in a sober lifestyle, everything is a bit of a routine or most of the ones I've spoken to, they have their set, their set ways where that's how they remain sober. They you know, went to the gym at a certain time, went to work at a certain time. Uh, and, and I, I just think it's, it's the uncertainty of, of the world right now. And, you know, a lot of people are aggressive because, uh, you know, they, they don't, they don't actually know what's going on. So, you know, it, And I think when you're just at the beginning of your sobriety, it's hard enough. I think when you're in the middle of it, or like for me, I'm going to be almost eight years. Well, it'll be eight years in January that I'll be sober. I think it's a little bit easier, but it's very daunting because uh, the uncertainty really plays a major role in, you know, how you're really feeling stable. You know, there, there is no stability right now. Yeah. So remain stable and, and in recovery is, is difficult, I think. And, uh, like I said, you know, like the, the, even though I think, you know, like most of the fraternities have adapted qu quite quickly. Um, I would say that one of the biggest issue was, um, the, the change both of pace and the proximity of folks, you know, like that, that one, you know, like there's a lot of hugging involved. There's a lot of human energy involved in, in fraternities, you know, like, and, and kind of the genesis of what recovery is, which is like, uh, finding a confidant, some finding someone that you can share with. Yes. And then, and then all of a sudden that this gets, um, there's like a huge proxy of virtual br brought in that dynamic and that creates kind of a it's for me it was shocking initially with with all the best intent you know like i attended the first zoom meetings and i was like holy shit <laughs> i'm not enjoying that at all <laughs> and and it was a shock for me and i, I and i'm 15 year in, 15 year in I spoke yeah. to, you know, like that one of the past, I think it was the past three episodes I spoke some, from someone in BC. She only had three weeks before she got confined. Uh. And it, for me, it was, you know, like I found it, it's Macy. And, you know, like I found it um, just unbelievable that she could, you know, sustain her sobriety through, and she, she had in three weeks enough time to find confidant people, people that she trusted and, 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 you know, like in, in talking to and having proximity and intimacy with these people enough so that she got solid enough and, and, and has since gone through it, you know? Um, yeah, for me, it's just impressive that, you know, like, uh, um, And I, I, I'm curious, I always say the same thing. I'm curious to see what will be the long-term impact of this for, for sober people and for people in their sobriety and people with, with substance abuse problems. Well, I think for some of the people that I've spoken to that have, that are socially, 
have a little bit of trouble. I think that the Zoom where you can be on camera or off or the direct messaging or being able to email or uh, get into a group chat has been a little bit of a, uh, opening a door, which necessarily, not necessarily they would have done. So I think there is some good to it. Um, I mean, here in Montreal, we've, we've received many emails from uh, young, young adults, I find. I think for them, it, the uncertainty of where they're going in their future altogether, never mind just sobriety, I think is quite hard for them. So uh, because I feel that sobriety is not uh, there's a lot of um, mental health that goes with it. because You know, I mean, whether it's depression or lack of self-esteem or, you know, the alcohol or the drugs for me is just putting a bandaid on what they don't really want to to share or or deal with. Yeah. So I think that that's, you know, I, uh, the, the mental health part of it is where I think we really have to reach out more now than ever, because I think people will get lost. We will lose them. And I, I haven't, I haven't hide the, the fact that um, I consider a bit of the blame on the fraternities themselves beforehand Um especially in the in the past few years not embarking on being more open and being more easy to reach um especially you know like i i had like a, a special uh during the last last year's holidays and one of my episodes was around the the youth and um one question i asked because i have i've never seen one was as you ever browse Facebook or Instagram and seen a publicity or marketing from those fraternities, sure enough, they're in the newspaper, but in <laughs> any of the new media, I never seen them. And so yeah. I blame a bit of, of the fraternities and, you know, like I'm, I'm part of them, right? You know, like I'm, I, like I told you beforehand, I'm a 12 stepper myself, but I blame a bit of the fraternities of not embarking on like the new way of communicating with the youth um and making those door a bit more open even though i understand the anonymity of it and i've done my research and i'm going to repeat it endlessly until people understand that part but the origin of the anonymous piece is based on the fact and in, 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 in that in the us when when you were identified or or almost ratted out to authorities as being a drug addict or alcohol addict, you could be thrown in jail. And the reason why, if you look at archive photos, you would find f people wearing masks that would attend meetings. Um, that's where the anonymous piece comes from, mostly. Um, and so I understand that. But at the same time, how are we going to reach the youth in, 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 in those places that are not only completely open, but it is the main purpose of these places to actually help someone that has, that still has a, a problem with substances. Um, and it, it's still a question that, that that's still unanswered for me. And, to, and so the pandemic, to your point, has brought good because it actually has opened up on a, um, a way to reach out to these places 
that was never explored and 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 ventured in before well i i find i i do deal with a lot of people in the united states in the universities and i have to tell you that most of the universities have um recovery centers and i've asked my nieces that are in different universities across canada to check into um the recovery centers to see what and if there is something and it doesn't seem like in canada we're as uh you know at the same point as the us and even with the recovery centers all these these deans of schools do have problem reaching the kids to come to the recovery center you, you know so we have to find a way and i i do think that you know instagram and Facebook and all these things are good because those uh, most kids today, that's how they live. They're on social media, yeah. you know, uh, three quarters of the day. Absolutely. And I think that's the only viable option that we have at this point is really to, to reach out. And, and, and it's funny, I find that it's almost what they don't say. It, it, you have to collect catch what they don't say to know that there's an actual problem absolutely and and to to the defense of the institution uh, as i did to talk to a lot of people from the u.s were not it as hard by the opioid crisis for example and as the met crisis uh, as well that the our our U.S. Uh, that south of the border they are you know like you know like they're they're they have they are itted much harder by the opioid crisis and the crystal med addicts than we Absolutely. are here you know like so so yeah maybe that's a, a motivation why you know like we see more involvement of the state into those those major problems but at the same time you're you're definitely right you know like I I haven't seen a, a a teen subscribe to any newspaper uh, newspaper recently, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, and and it most don't even have a TV set. You know, like so, um, so a, a TV ad won't work with them. Uh, a newspaper ad, especially in the classified, won't work with them. Oh. And so they need to rejuvenate. You know, like and and yeah, and it's because it has saved my life that I got this situation such a so close to my heart you know it literally saved my life attending those meetings so for me it's just uh anyways like i i'm 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 gonna be repeating that forever if i need to but and i you know like i i'm i'm gladly um actually i'm happy that um i've embarked on that journey of that podcast because i i i knew that especially in Quebec, it was something that there was so little of them, if none, in, especially in French. And exactly. um, I felt I felt almost a responsibility to embark on this journey. Like I told you, it was like a, a midnight flash that I had, but I'm yeah. so glad a year and a half later that, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm 110 episodes in, I'm, I've got thousands of listens. And uh, it's growing slowly, but but at the same time, you know, like someone had to fucking do it, you know. <laughs> yeah, and you know the one thing I I think that the problem with the young young, and it's not even just young people. It's it's the young mothers, you know, forties. Uh, I I I think we we have to find a way that 
um, the word alcoholic and drug addict, uh, you know, is not such a dirty word because in, in one of my things I use often is when someone says, I don't really like that word alcoholic. And I said, well, if somebody called you a shopaholic, would you have trouble with that? And, and the, the women laughed. Yeah. And I said, but it, it re, in reality, it's the same thing. It's it, obsession on one or the other, you know. And it, it, it made the word alcoholic not so uh, terrible for them, you know, because they thought it's true. And we have to be able to talk about it. And I know everybody says they're talking about mental health and all this, but it's not true. The young mothers... Uh, are that are raising kids that have too much wine at four o'clock and drink right till they go to bed or the the young the young kids that are drinking too much or doing drugs it, we haven't gotten to that point that it's you know it's like a disease that it is a disease yep. it's it, everybody's afraid to talk about you know some some part of this this addiction whether you know you can be addicted to food you could be addicted to exercise you could be addicted to so many things but yet when it comes to drugs and alcohol people have trouble uh discussing it and sharing and and being open to to say okay how can i help my kid or how can i help my sister how can i help my brother or how can i help my son and we have to really get to that point that it, it it's not a, an ugly thing, whether you're a full-blown al- a drug addict or alcoholic or just somebody that drinks too much and it's bad and it gives them a depression. We have to be able to, to, to open it up where people feel, and especially the young people, the need to open because that's our future. They're our future. And let's not trust the public sector to do so. You know, like that's one of the things that I've realized um, 15 years ago when I went in therapy. You know, like I went to Maison Jean Lapointe um, and um, I was actually, you know, like um, some of the, 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 the roommates were people that had gambling addiction and, um, okay. mm-hmm. and their therapy was free because Loto Quebec would pay for it, which is for people that don't know, Loto Quebec is actually the state owned lottery. <laughs> Uh, you know, like system here in Quebec. And so uh, if they if they just uh, declared themselves as degenerate gamblers to, to the casino, uh, they would be given the, the almost a voucher for free therapy. Um, and that was kind of the quote unquote trick that you could, you know, like even though you, you, you were a coke addict, if you knew that you could go to the casino, say, hey, I think I have a problem with gambling and they would give you the therapy. And uh-huh. uh I didn't know that. Oh, that's great. yeah. That's that's weird. And and but at the same time, imagine what happens next with with now weed legalization. Now, um, they don't want to hear about it. You know, like they don't want. You know, like you know, like having like the um, f- February month without alcohol looks nice and looks cute. You know, like makes great hashtag, but mm-hmm. it doesn't. It doesn't really show what the sickness is. People die from that, you know, like, and people needs to know that. And, uh, yeah, you know, like that's going to be my, uh, <laughs> editorial part of that. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, it's funny because for me, I stopped drinking because my son started having seizures at 13 and because he had to take medicine, 
um, he couldn't have the odd beer with his friends. So I said to him, you know what? I'm going to stop drinking for three months. And then he said, yeah, but then mom, you can go back and be like everybody else and have fun. So after three months, I did another three months. And it really, if you ask people around that knew me, did I have a problem with alcohol? They would have all said no. And to this day, almost eight years later, people will say, oh, come on, you can have a drink now. But alcohol was not a good mix for me, period. Whether I was stumbling or I was, you know, full blown or whatever you want to call it, it doesn't matter to what, if alcohol is no good for you, it's just no good. And you shouldn't have to explain to people why it's good for you or not good for you. If you choose not to drink, uh, you know, alcohol is glamorized. Not drinking is not so glamorized. You're right. It should be. And in the recent years, you know, like uh, I think the line became blurred of like the cute hashtag sobriety thing Mm -hmm. and people saving their ass by not using. And, and, you know, and, and sometimes like, even though I think um, one definitely benefit from the other, um, sometimes this has to be exposed and highlight that, some are, you know, like sober for, um, for one month and they're okay. And, you know, like they're going to have done it and, uh, you know, like check, but some, if they, if they start drinking again in March, they may kill themselves. Absolutely. Exactly. 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 So let's do as we do weekly. Um, I'm going to be rewinding Kim's live tape and, um, you tell me where your life story start. Where do we begin that? You know, like I usually ask the question, you know, like what's uh, kind of the family picture? Where do your, you know, like your story start? And uh, either by you using the first time or you being witness of someone using that has impacted you. Hmm. That's a good question. Well, I guess for me, uh, um, in, 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 you know, there's always been uh, f- uh, family issues with alcohol. So I guess um, the fact that, uh, you know, if I was predispositioned to having an issue with it, even though most people would think I didn't, it, it was too much for me to, 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 to stop drinking. And I guess it took my son's sickness for me to love him more than loving myself to, to realize that after the three months or the six months, how much better I felt and the people who I've met in the, the, the sober world and the sober community, uh, that it's like a family and a closeness and that my communication skills have gotten better. And, and I feel that, you know, for us, whether we can help somebody not drink for one day, one week, one month, one year, if we can save a life, we've done something good. Yeah. And would you say that um, by being witness of, of alcohol abuse in, in, your, in your youth, that you were almost like refractive of it. You know, like you, 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 you saw that as a bad thing. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So Alma, so Alma well, you know, like you kind know, of the like usual story of always making yourself the promise of not being one of these. <laughs> well, I think that when you drink, it's because I was, you know, I, I was shy. My self-esteem wasn't good enough. So I thought, oh, I'm going to be more fun. Uh, I'll be uh, able to talk to more people if I drink. And and it's true. It's liquid courage, right? If, if yep. you have a yep. few drinks, it's so much easier to talk to people and, and you know, laugh loud and, and, and not be so intimidated. But in reality, you forget half of the evening. So what, what did it really give you? Not very much. Especially when you realize the, um, let's say, the pertinence of the conversation when people are drunk. <laughs> oh my god oh my god oh my god now i mean sometimes i think i must have been one of those people that said the same story over and over and over my god it's crazy. how many worlds have been changed on 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 being drunk you know like we're gonna change your world i got a project in mind <laughs> and you know and i and i think the, the other thing too is when you are sober uh like for me, the biggest thing now is I'm never going to miss another memory. Yeah. And yeah. that's huge. That's huge. Absolutely. Yeah. The, <laughs> were you, um, so, you know, like so, great saying in the fraternity is, you know, like, um, um, one isn't enough and a thousand, uh, well, no, one is too much and a thousand wasn't enough. Um, no. No, for me, that was not, you know, it was not the case. But for me, alcohol in general was, um, I think it, it was just, you know, I wouldn't drink, let's say, every day. But when I would drink, I would drink mostly too much or to the point that the next day I didn't feel like exercising or or accomplishing as much as I do now. Yeah. So, so can you elaborate on what happened? You know, like you said that, you know, like uh, we, we we're going to fast forward a bit, you know, like to your son being 13 and starting having, having those seizures. And, you know, like tell me, you know, like just a bit of the background of that and, you know, like kind of put me in situation. Well, for me, the, 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 the one night I comes to mind was he was, uh, you know, the kids after football, because he was a big football player, would go and have beers, you know, in the park or here or there. And he'd call me and say, Mom, come and get me. I can't, you know, I, I, I can't stay with these people because they're getting drunk and whatever. And he came home and I was telling him, you know, Matthew, it's really not a big deal. You know, you can go out and not drink and have fun. And as I was saying that, I looked in my hand and I had a glass of wine that was so full and such a big glass, I thought, wow, you are such a hypocrite. And from that day on was like, that was, I don't know what happened in that moment, but looking at that glass of wine and my son, I said, um, I just, I, I have to do it for him. I, at the beginning, I did do it for him. And, you know, after three months, I was feeling so much better. Uh, after six months, I felt great. At a year, you know, I was devastated. I, I I think when the year, the first year came, I thought the whole world was going to stop and say, you know, bravo, you stopped drinking and you're so fantastic and nothing happened. It was like any other day. And for me, that was a, 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 another turning point where it was, 
either you keep going down this journey and, and keep getting better and finding ways to help people. And, and uh, because I, I did see also how many people were saying to me, oh, come on, have a drink. And I thought, here I am, a 50-year-old woman, and I have peer pressure. So imagine my son at 16, what yeah. it was like for him. To, you know, And nine times out of 10, every time he went somewhere, people say, oh, come on. Even if you have one or two, it won't be so bad. You can do it. You can have a drink. And we did have moments where he did drink with, and his medicine didn't work. And Unfortunately, a, a seizure would happen. And now he's going to be 24. He doesn't drink. He's seizure free now for uh, two years, two and a half. We had had two years prior. And then uh, unfortunately, he wasn't on the right medicine. So he had uh, about two years of having seizures again. And I think if I had been drinking, um, it would have made our lives much worse because um, to deal with a sick child, it's uh, and and not being able to control everything and make everything better uh, is very hard. And so, uh, I think being sober was what saved us and what gave us back our life. And for him, he would say to his friends, "No, my mother stopped drinking for me, so I can't drink." May so I ask? Had, uh, may I ask what causes uh, the seizures? They don't know. They don't know if it was football or if it was just when he had the hormones started. Uh, but from now we are at the Montreal Neuro and there's, uh, you know, the tests have all shown that he will be on medicine the rest of his life. And yes, he could have one drink or two drinks. But the problem with that is nobody has one or two Exactly. Or, uh, most people don't. And I think that unfortunately, you know, uh, when there is alcohol problems in a family, you know, hereditary problems, it does go down generations. Yep. So I yep. think for him, the best thing is not to drink. But, you know, as a young uh, gentleman of 23, 24, and, you know, from 18, 19, 20, it's hard when you don't drink and everybody else is drinking. Absolutely. And the kids that I've met now in the last uh, seven years that I've been doing sober is the new cool. A lot of young girls have told me that are now 30, that nobody wanted them to go out with them because they wouldn't drink. I mean, how crazy is that? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I'm going to ask, um, and then we're going to jump on sober is the new cool. And, you know, I kind of, you know, like where, where it came from and I have, you know, like I have a good, <laughs> I have great hints that you just told me, but, um, how were the first few months, you know, you said they were easy, but you know, like, obviously, you know, like, you, you know, like you have like your entourage that, you know, like ask you a lot of questions and why you're doing it and so on. Um, tell me a bit, you know, like about that, you know, like about kind of the social part of being sober. Oh, the first few months I didn't go to a, a restaurant and many of the restaurants where, you know, I associated pasta with red wine or filet mignon with red wine. I didn't go to those restaurants. It was, I had to completely change my whole social um, being for the first year, I would say. To, to make sure that I would remain sober. 
and you talked about the community, the sober community. How did you discover them and where did you reach out to find them? Well, uh, you know, it was it, we started with creating a, you know, sober is the new cool. And we did a um, Instagram page and a Facebook page. And, yeah, you know, at the beginning it was it was. I guess it it really wasn't, you know, the Instagram page, you know, was not huge, but we did get a lot of, I think just the, the, the slogan sober is the new cool attracted a lot of people to go and see what it was. Where did the idea, where did the idea come, came from? Well, actually my sister's the one who created the, the logo for me, but I was coming home, uh, from a trip and, uh, I, you know, I was just thinking about my, my son and young and, you know, how, how we could portray being sober as just being okay. And I talked to a lot of different people. And at first my whole idea was being sober, like, you know, hundred percent sober. And I was really going down that path. And someone said to me, you know, when you're talking to young kids, maybe you should uh, bring up the subject as being sober is like not drinking and driving. Um, you know, for a young mother that's pregnant, not drinking during a pregnancy, like soften it because people have trouble with the word sober. And that's when I came up with cool somehow one night. And I just thought sober is the new cool. And we just went with it. And I, uh, our trademark is being accepted now as we speak, we're in the final stages. So, um, and you know, it's. I think the word "cool" is is, you know, cool. cool. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Everybody says, "Oh, that's cool," or that you know, whatever. And and for me, I don't really remember exactly how I came up with "sober is the new cool," but I did. And then I had a lot of people trying to make a logo for me because at the beginning, you know, everything's so expensive. And I was really lucky. I think with um, the people that I met in the sober community, I met a lot of fantastic women and men and they just, we connected. And I guess the honesty and um, the fact that I wasn't afraid to, to discuss anything or, you know, give out my cell phone number to a, a, a boy or young girl in need and to be able to text me or to personal message it, me and we just, it just grew. It went from something that I was doing for my son into a movement that we really needed. And it, it's funny, as you say in Quebec, that there's, there's not really a lot going on. I have so many people in Europe and so many people in the United States. And uh, in Quebec, there's not um, a, a huge... Um, platform for it i'm not quite sure why um but like the young i had a young girl reach out to me uh, two weeks ago and she said you know she was having problems and she really wanted to stop drinking she didn't know where to turn with covid she did she wanted to be able to go to a meeting she didn't know where to turn she and so we just started like texting back and forth I went on my Instagram page. I looked at some people that I knew in the United States that are counselors and I hooked them up and, you know, it just worked. And she said, you know, she's going to 
but I, I, that's the one thing I feel that right now I have to um, work on is in Quebec, finding um, a support group for people that are here. Yeah. So um, first thing I'm going to say to people that are listening right now, you know, like it's um, someone told me as well, it was someone from the U S ironically um, in the rooms.com um, is, is a community of, of virtual meetings that have been um, all over the place for the past a lot of years. And they've got an online community and they've got an online uh, virtual meetings that have been taking place way before the pandemic. So they've, they've, oh. they've tested and, you know, like they've been going on on every kind of addiction and substance abuse so from sex to food to to heroin to cocaine whatever whatever your sin is in the rooms.com got something going 24 okay. 7 um around the world so there's there's an online app that you can install on your phone you can actually reach it reach it through your browser on your on your laptop or ipad or whatever um and it works you know like i've, I've attended a few of these and they're really good uh that's the first thing the second thing is um again people that are listening um i would say reach out to the uh local aa NA, uh, AA for Alcoholics Anonymous, NA for Narcotics Anonymous, for any drugs abuse and, and so on, you know, like the overeating community and all that. Um, I, I've heard last, uh, yesterday actually that, um, for example, in AA, they're, they're going to be, uh, keeping, um, seven days a week, um, evening meeting online for even after the pandemic, they've got, you know, like the world uh, organization, the world AA organization has approved it. And they're going to be f um, funding uh, a seven days, seven evening a week, AA meeting online. Um, because, you know, like they, they're seeing that, you know, like they can reach out way more people right now through those, me through those, um, platform that it can actually do with local room meeting. Uh, and that has been confirmed to me yesterday um, by my by my sponsor. Um, and so I would imagine that, you know, like Narcotics Anonymous is going to do pretty much the same. And um, and yeah, I mean, like that, the, the in the rooms that come was for me was just like a, an eye opener because um, whatever your addiction is, whatever, you know, like you think your issue is, um, they've, they've, they've got something for you. Um, if it's if it's three o'clock at night, there's probably a meeting going on in New Zealand or wherever. Um, that's going to be online, and you can you can actually join in, and okay. that's the beauty of that. Um, the other thing that you're absolutely right, and I say that to everyone of my uh, of my side of the border guests, is um, we uh, we have very little knowledge, and it's you know like we've we know very little about sober coaching here in mm -hmm. Quebec. Um, it's something that's quite popular in the US, but you know, like the, the fraternities has taught us in Quebec that, you know, like they are sponsors, which is pretty much like a, a free given time from people that are, I would say, quote unquote, elders in terms of their sobriety time. But you know, like people don't know here, especially in the French speaking community about sober coaching and kind of, um, the corporate side of that business, you know, like that, you know, like that's not, that's unknown. Um, mm -hmm. And again, like I said, you know, like I think the the anonymity uh, that's part of well, it's 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 coined in the fucking name, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, as almost um, overshadowed 
the 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 openness of those places. And for me, it's a shame because um, again, you know, like I'm 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 a I'm issued, you know, like I, I'm, I'm sober from these places and I've seen how open these places are, but unfortunately for someone to go in a church basement on a, on a Tuesday, you know, like eight o'clock at night, um, in, in a, you know, like non-lighted, you know, like place, you know, like, I mean, it, it just doesn't sound right for anyone. And especially right now where, you know, like I would say AA.org, NA.org, you know, like all of these places have, um, by, by doing your research through these sites, you're going to find your way through your local community that can actually reach out and help you. Um, but it, again, you know, like you, you're absolutely right, Kim, you know, like it's, it's not, it's not easy. And, and unfortunately, you won't find it on Instagram. You won't find it on Snapchat. You won't find it on, on Facebook. Um, and, and the other thing is that um, as we're starting to see, you know, like I have a good friend, well, a good friend, um, someone I know well, uh, Remy, which has invited me to his podcast called Wasab. And, you know, like I, I, I've invited him as well. Um, he has a different approach to it, and 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 maybe um, the twelve step is not you know like it is not your your forte, and you know like you want to try something else, and you know like that's why I I purposely try to reach out to every people that have decided to embark on the sober journey uh, journey, whatever they mean they took. Um, I'm actually actively looking for someone that's um, that's straight edge because no one knows about straight edge, especially in the French speaking community, especially in Quebec. But those are people that are sober right now that are using a different mean to get sober. And um, I really want to open people's eyes on there are different ways oh, to yeah, to absolutely. to find your sobriety. Yeah. Um, and it is important, you know, like, uh, I, I, the first few episodes I did, I wanted to dissociate myself from the fraternity because I knew that some people would be almost, um, shocked or insulted because they knew me, but I'm not cold Turkey, you know, like cold Turkey is, is, is a vehicle for something else. You know, like for me, I, I, I voluntarily dissociated myself from the fraternities because I have my own opinion and, you know, like, uh, if, if I, if I, if I feel the need to blame them from not being on Instagram, I'm going to fucking do it. That's it. You know, like for me right now, sober is the new cool has way more influence for youth than, and okay, sober and others that I know, um, have way more influence on youth than, than the fraternities have, which have been there for over a hundred years now. And it's, it's, it shouldn't be that way. Well, I think maybe though too, you know, sober is the new cool. What we've been able to accomplish is really being present at the moment that they, you know, they say something or they they message something or they put a picture on Instagram that's a little bit off, and you make a little comment um, or you give a little bit with that whatever your statement is that you've made a little opening for them to be able to reach out to you. And I, I I really feel that a lot of the problem with alcohol and drugs is people not feeling wanted or loved or understood or appreciated. And, you know, yes, they have an addiction because 
that's all they know to to fix the 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 the, the sadness. Because I feel it comes from a lot of it comes from sadness and fear. And yeah, and and the isolation. Yeah. Pe- yeah, I mean, you know, like people feel alone in that. In that, yeah. and initially, I thought that you know, like my podcast, you know, like would only reach people that um, have already embarked on that sober journey, and realize through the testimonial and people reaching out to me that actually no people were are actually looking <laughs> for 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 a media or a platform that that reaches out. And, mm-hmm. and and they could and they can identify themselves. Hence why I actually talk about um, and people tend to uh, hide their past, but I, I expose the past because it's through the past that people see themselves. you know like because I've, I've had I would say two, three, four times a month and, and sometimes more, I have people reaching out saying, I have a hard time going into meeting rooms. I have a hard time finding myself stopping completely of using. Yeah. And I listen to your thing and a few others and I feel better. And, you know, like I, I, I feel encouraged that I'm going to be able to do so at some point. And yeah. that's all I need. It, just good intention through it. And, and save your ass, you know, (laughs) and and also for the people that, you know, have been sober for a month or a year or five years, and then they slip up, you know, they feel like there's, there's no coming back. There is, it's five years less a day. Don't say you're starting from zero again. You, you, you messed up one day, you know, and, and failure is when you stop trying and, you know, for me, uh, I remember I was, you know, I after the first year, it, I, it became an easier process for me. And last summer uh, was horrible. The whole summer was like all I could see was wine and rosé and red wine. And everywhere I went, it was like it just seemed that it, there was something pulling me back. And it took a lot of work to 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 not go back into that. So but it was the first year also that I was leaving my son alone in Montreal and being in the Eastern townships and, and him coming and going. So I had no control. I was giving up control. And, and I think that's a part of it also, the control, you know, it's a control issue also. Right. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, you know, like it's uh there's a thin line between um, underestimated uh, underestimating the 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 um um you know like the importance or the the relapsing can be deadly absolutely like- you know and and so for me you know like it's always um you know like the ants one day at a time becomes such a a, a vital part of that journey of sobriety um because you know, like you never know, you know, like you, you just yeah, never know, no, and, no, and you never know. And um, you know, like my son is actually right now is in, is relapse. You know, like he's he's out. You know, like just doing whatever he's doing, and uh, and yeah, you know, like um, if if you don't take every day seriously, um, and that doesn't mean become you know like just becoming paranoid about it, but the the first thing is pretty much you know, like staying sober, and then the rest is going to be much easier. Let's say that way. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, like the the the, the 
you're absolutely right in saying that you know like there is no um well there's no fatality there's no um there's no shame in falling no you know but but you know like there's absolutely um a responsibility in getting back up and and, you know I just don't want people to feel that, oops, I made a mistake and I, 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 I can't try again. Like, no, 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 no. And, and I find there's a lot of people that feel that, you know, it, you know, a young school teacher that I have met over the last, you know, four years when the COVID started and she stopped teaching, she slipped. And, and, you know, I thought, and, and she had really a hard time being honest and, and, and saying what had happened. And I knew something was wrong. And, you know, it, we got to a place where I do this thing where I think it's really important uh, to talk about is I use the words I am and I make people put their hand on their heart and say, I am with a positive uh, word after most young people, when I meet them, uh, whether it's through Instagram or wherever, have very low self-esteem and can't even find one good word to say. So at the beginning, I will send them a word in the morning and at night. And now they have sent me messages saying, at the beginning, I couldn't find one good word. Like I'll say, you're blessed, you're loved, you're funny, you're artistic, you know, you're sporty. Different words just to get them, you know, into before we get to their real qualities. And now a lot of people are doing that, especially this grade five school teacher. She's doing it with her grade, her, her kids that she's teaching the I am every day to start with a positive word. And at night when they leave a, a word so that the first word of the day and the last word of the day is something good about themselves. And I think building self-esteem is the beginning of helping everybody with any addiction. And um, the next question I have is, you know, like what um, is there like a um, what is the sober is the new cool machine um, in terms of, you know, like uh, um, my guess is that, you know, like there's definitely social media influence. But is there anything else that you like you've been involved in or right now, you know, like do you have stuff in mind that you want to, you know, like do with that you know because obviously you've coined it like a fantastic expression but you know like you know like when you have such a powerful message in hand do you have you know like is is your entrepreneur self you know like has ideas around you know like the the the, the this you know like because you know like I, I would imagine you haven't trademarked it for for just for the sake of it you know no, now we, we've we've just started selling um, hoodies and uh, black and white and T-shirts. Um, and we give back uh, right now. Uh, we've decided that part of the proceeds of the first, um, we've just been doing it for about six months now. Uh, we're giving back to the Douglas Hospital in Montreal. Um, so part of our proceeds go to them uh, because they work with uh, all kinds of, with their kids or adults with mental, um, uh, you know, depressive anxiety, um, 
all kinds of issues. And seeing as I am Montreal-based, that's what we're doing. And in the future, we want to be able to, uh, we've we've had a lot of people reach out to us, um, foundations that want to give us some money to be able to continue doing what we're doing, but on a bigger platform. Because at this point, I could be working 23 hours out of 24 answering um, messages and emails. And, uh, you know, a mother of 50 years old or 52 years old that, uh, you know, had an idea seems to have made quite an impact that we didn't really realize would become such a great movement. And uh, we just feel that we're, we want, we just want to help any way we can. And whether that's referring uh, a young girl in Montreal to to someone she can talk to online, or like you just said, like I'm doing podcasts all the time. And uh, I just want to reach as many people as possible. So that's why for now we're selling hoodies because everybody loves hoodies. And we have people from Sweden. We have people from London. We have, uh, so now we're doing montages, just showing that, you know, People are wearing sober is the new cool hoodies because we want that word sober to become, uh, you know, like people have hoodies that, you know, with champagne and whatever. And everybody, yeah. everybody will wear those. Hey, they have no problem. But yeah, sport- I've seen I've seen I've seen cocaine and caviar exactly. shirts. Exactly. You know, like- <laughs> right? But now if you would see the. The best thing on my my Instagram page is seeing people from all over the world and their smile with a hoodie on that says sober in huge letters across their chest. It's it's unbelievable. And it's it's not just women, it's young men, it's women, it's 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 fathers, it's it's uh, grandfathers, it's it's people of all ages we're reaching. And I really want people to be able to because it it's in a Sobriety is 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 such a for me it's become such a great gift. It's really a gift. You know, I had a son that had to be sick to to receive such a gift, and I I I think I'm I'm one of the lucky ones. The last thing I'm gonna ask you, Kim, is you know, like now is the time to talk about the. Uh... Where can people find you? Where can people find that that um, you know, like that swag and you know, like everything? So we're on Instagram, and it's sober dot is dot the dot new cool, and we're on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. We've just started a Twitter page. I've just hired a young girl that's uh, absolutely magnificent with social media, and so she's. Um, uh, revamping it and making it a little more young and a little more vibe. And uh, I did a lot of things that were black and white. And I think that uh, people with uh, anxiety, it's not the best um, uh, color. So she's helping me with that. So we're growing and we're going into a positive place. But uh, right now, or you can go on our website, which is soberisthenewcool.org. And we're Montreal based, but we ship all over the world and uh, we'll answer any question we can. And we don't pretend to be a a psychiatrist or a psychologist, but uh, we've been to many of them in the last seven years dealing with, uh, you know, for my son, it was, we had to go to psychologists and psychiatrists because of depression and anxiety, because 
if your whole world is taken away and you don't know if you're going to be sick from one day to the next, it's it's very uh, frightening. And uh, he could have gone down uh, a very different path. Uh, and I remember walking downtown one day and seeing a young boy on the ro- on the street, and he looked up at me and I said, "That could be my son. That could be my son." And at that point, I knew I had to start giving, you know. Uh, Things to people on the street when I would work downtown, I would walk at six in the morning and pass and give things to the homeless. And, you know, I just people said, well, they sober. The, the new cool isn't for them. I said, you never know if you don't talk to them. And if you don't try, you know, everybody's worth. And everybody is it matters. So we really have to try and really empower and inspire as much as we can. I have to thank you, Kim. You know, like the, this I thank um, you for having me. It was a, an honor. It's um, for me. It's quite an adventure that I'm going through right now. You know, like I, w- I would have never imagined that in a million years. You know, like it's uh, it's crazy. You know, like as as probably you did when you when you started that 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 sober is a new cool thing. You know, like so it's um, it was an honor having you. It was a it was a pleasure talking to you. And um, again, you know, like every link that Kim has has, uh, has talked about, you know, like she's going to provide me to to put in the description below. When if you're listening, whatever platform you're listening to this, um, in the description, you're going to find all of the links to find um, our social media presence and our website. And uh, again, Kim, really thanks. And uh, it was a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you. And you know what? We, we just have to keep working hard because I think we're doing uh, some good in this world and the world needs some good right now. Thanks. All, All right. right. Take care. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.